You're listening to the YouTube Marketing Accelerator Podcast, helping businesses and marketers all over the globe dominate the internet's second largest search engine. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for being here. Another edition of YouTube Marketing Accelerator Podcast. I'm excited about today because I think that... um, there's often uh, some some difficulties that that some of us have occasionally on YouTube trying to find the decision makers, and and what I mean by that is, and you know, this is sort of uh, this is sort of general uh, across all of marketing. It's sort of how do you get in front of these people when you're trying to do B two B, and uh, that can get really sticky in Facebook and sometimes really expensive. Um, you can find them on LinkedIn very easily, uh, but uh, you're going to be paying $8 a click, $9 a click. Uh, and YouTube, of course, is, uh, as many of you who have been listening for a while know on this show, you- YouTube is uh, becoming an incredible place to do really any kind of advertising you want. Um, but it can be a bit of a challenge. I can tell you from experience trying to get in front of decision makers and do direct B2B marketing. Uh, on YouTube. But many have done it. One of them is James Smith, who's here with me today from Bright Idea Marketing. And James has been able to uh, successfully get leads for his digital marketing agency consistently through YouTube. So uh, we're going to get to hear exactly his process for generating leads for his agency through YouTube and uh, how that works. Thanks so much for being here, James. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. James and I uh, met a while ago. Where well, we we have actually never met, but who have I? Who have we met that's on the internet? I mean, you might as well have met, right? (laughs) I've seen your face a lot, so we've we've interacted that way, so that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, you know we've been in the same sort of masterminds and circles and such. And um, James, uh, it sort of came out that James has been very quietly, silently generating leads through YouTube ads, and we were kind of like, what? Uh, and <laughs> very, very interesting to hear. Um, so, so why don't you tell us a little bit first uh, about, well, first about your agency, because once we start getting into the weeds of figuring out how exactly you're running this stuff, we have to know exactly what your avatar is. So tell us a little bit about your agency and then sort of why you started experimenting with YouTube advertising in the first place to generate leads. Sure. So um, you brought up a, a few great points already, actually. Um, the fact of trying to get in front of the right person um, is tough on, you know, basically all the social media platforms because, you know, people are, this is of sorts, interrupt marketing. Um, you know, people have different intentions when they go on YouTube and, you know, they're, they're trying to find something and, you know, a lot of times what they're, they're looking for um, you know, they, they have different intentions. They don't intend on watching your advertisement. So um, it becomes a little more difficult because you have to kind of, um, you know, pattern in, pattern interrupt a little bit, get them off the path of, okay, I'm going to watch this video I clicked on and say, watch me for 30 seconds or more. Um, so it's a little bit different, um, the mindset. So, um, but yeah, as far as a, an agency goes, um, you know, I, I started, you know, way before any of the advertising stuff came in, um, I was stuck with the, uh, the networking with people, um, trying to do cold calling. Uh, and, you know, that it was so cumbersome. There was a lot of um, shut doors in my face, if you will, uh, virtually speaking. Um, you know, people weren't, you know, very receptive 
to me trying to reach out to people um, because it, you know it was kind of it was kind of desperate and you know that's that's kind of where I, I turned uh, the company um, to digital advertising and you know when I moved to digital advertising you know obviously we all know that you know advertising online you have the opportunity of people actually reaching out to you filling out forms to talk with you requesting info from you uh, instead of you kind of pushing um, so kind of to fast forward a little bit. Um, I was doing Facebook and Instagram advertising and I was doing pretty good at, in terms of getting leads in. Uh, but you know, the thing with the problem with Facebook, um, there's a lot of pros and cons with every platform, but the problem with Facebook is the targeting is, is more demographic based. You know, it's, it's more about, um, the profile of the person that you're looking for, um, versus the current behavior that that person, um, should have that, you know, might want your product. Um, so I don't know if I explained that well, but, <clears throat> but that, that kind of pushed me into the YouTube side of, you know, you can actually target people who are actively searching for something, you know, um, you know, if you're, if your target is, you know, if you're trying to reach, uh, retail stores, uh, with your ad, um, sure. There's a big pool of, of retail stores out there, but, um, as the stats show only about 3% of the people of any given market are actually in the market trying to find actively looking for the service that you offer. So, you know, if, if you're just on Facebook, you're just hitting a whole bunch of people that aren't ready. So that's why I went into YouTube because you just have that opportunity to get people that are quote unquote in market. So uh, I hope that answered the question. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's a lot of the reason why people get into Google in general, the, the, the Google ecosphere is because they're looking for intent based marketing so that you don't have to actually do as much selling people on the product. One of the things that we talk about a lot with YouTube that is advantageous is that you often get the, and you know, pe people that listen to the show a lot are like, Matt, is he going to say this again? But yes, he is. <laughs> you get all of the, you, you get all the benefits of Google. Uh, because they're searching for you. Uh, but you also get the benefit of Facebook, which is that you get to sell them with your creative, um, where of course, with a with a Google search campaign, you're limited to a couple of lines. Um, whereas on YouTube, you can actually, you know, you, you sort of get that creative going with the funnel and actually sell it to them. Um, so yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. How can you do intent based marketing in a way besides search? Uh, that's how a lot of people end up with YouTube. So it makes a lot of sense. And so as you got into it, I mean, where, like, tell us about that. I mean, did, did it start working right away? How much research did you do? I mean, because you hadn't done it before at all, right? You sort of, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that, a lot of people listening that have never done YouTube ads and they want to sort of learn how to do it. It's part of the reason they're listening to the show is they start to learn a little bit more about how to dip their toes in. What was the progression like to success? Sure. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, this, this will probably be pretty inspiring for people who are thinking about getting into YouTube. Um, so I love inspiration. Do it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 it's exciting because um, what I did, I, I literally spent just a, a single day. I took some videos that I, I was running on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I had recorded, um, I think, maybe two or three videos before. Uh, and, and to be honest, Matt, they were very low quality. Um, they were done from my phone. Um, I had a super cheesy background, you know, where I just kind of had this, it was a, it was like a brick wall. And literally as I waved my arms around, this brick wall would move. <laughs> so, you know, you could tell it was very low production quality. Um, 
but it, you know, it was, it was working pretty well on Facebook and Instagram. But in one day I literally took the same video and put it on YouTube. I spent probably 30 minutes looking at keywords, you know, saying, okay, you know, here's probably what someone would type, um, you know, that would be interested in what I'm selling. And, uh, you know, within that day I started running stuff and my lead cost were between 10 to 30% cheaper than on Facebook on day one. So is this to a booked call? Uh, yeah. So um, this was actually just a form submission. So people would fill out the form. Um, they'd end up on a landing page or a thank you page after that. On the thank you page, they can book a call. So uh, I did. I had I had both going. Whoever comes in as a lead and the lead was just filling that initial form out, um, then they would they would all be taken to that thank you page. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're, we're a high percentage of them booking a call or would you have to do some cold outreach? Uh, yeah, no. So in terms of booking calls, there's probably about 40%, maybe 50% that would book a call uh, from a lead. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, 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 and how was the lead quality at the beginning? Yeah. So the lead quality, it was, so I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's part of the problem with a lot of the targeting things. What you say in your copy really affects who comes through your funnel. You know, it's, it's really important to have people who, yeah. who just have a different, you know, you can have, um, you could be niched down into a specific industry and that's great. And you can talk specifically to the industry, but within that, there's always the, uh, the people that are just starting out, they're just trying to make things work and they have a different set of problems that you talk to. Um, and then on the other end, you've got people who have established businesses and they're looking to grow and scale. And that, and that's their problem is, is scaling to even more than where they have. So, so yeah, as far as the quality of leads that came in, I went super specific, Matt, I had like maybe five, maybe six keywords specifically. Um, and what I was getting for the most part, there's always people that come in that don't fit exactly what I'm looking for. Um, but for the most part, they were business owners who'd been in business for two to five years um, they had some established marketing. Uh, typically, it wasn't, uh, you know, Facebook advertising, which is what I usually help customers with. Um, but they usually had some other type of marketing. So yeah, in terms of the quality, is much better actually compared to Facebook because I could get specific with the problems. Right, right. So, so how were you calling out that avatar in your creative? Or, or, or maybe let's just start. Let's just start a little bit earlier. I mean, like walk us through the funnel. I, I guess we'll just start with the creative. We don't have to talk about the keywords you used and everything like that. Sure. Um, and this is niched, right? You were. This is a specific niche for solar that this was for solar companies. Yes, yes. This was for solar companies. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I'll talk about the avatar. Um, so there's basically two avatars. There's probably infinitely more, uh, but I've segmented it two ways. Uh, the first one is uh, people who are just getting into solar. You know, they've they've got this grand idea. They've heard the pitch of you know this is big ticket items and you can make a lot of money. And typically, the problems that they deal with um, is they they usually go out uh, door to door, uh, just trying to knock on houses, trying to talk to them, convince them to to set a, an appointment with them. Um, sometimes they'll, they go online and buy leads, you know, they can buy like five or 10 leads at a time cause they don't have much money. They're kind of scrimping around. Um, so that's, that's kind of the first avatar that I completely, uh, avoided. Uh, the one I went after, um, which is completely different is talking to the pain points of a business owner who's been established. And those pain points are not going door to door. 
It's, hey, you have a team of salespeople and you've got to keep them busy. You need to have more leads coming in because these guys just don't have enough to work. So that's a completely different problem. And, you know, when you speak to that and people resonate with that, obviously they're more likely to fill out the form than someone who's just starting out, you know, and they, they hear they hear you talking about a sales team and they're thinking, I'm just trying to eat tomorrow. You know, I'm not even thinking about scaling. I just, I just need to have money for food. So it's just a different mindset. Right, right, right. So, uh, so how were you calling them out particularly in your creative? Yeah. So the first thing I did um, in the very beginning of the advertisement is I, I always call out the industry. So in this example, I always say, hey, solar companies uh, or solar sales reps. So that's the first thing I do is, you know, you need to get get their attention. You need to make sure that they know that you're talking specifically to them. So that's the, that's the first part that I always say, right? And then the second part really just dives into those, those problems. Um, so after you call out their industry or niche, um, just dive into those problems. And what I just described with those two different audiences, um, you know, I was going after the second one, obviously. So I would say something to the effect of, um, are you not getting enough leads for your salespeople? Um, are you struggling with, you know, keeping the sales team busy? Um, are your current marketing efforts just kind of bottoming out? You know, have you hit kind of a peak and you can't seem to scale up without paying a lot extra? So things like that, that's kind of the, the, the beginning of any advertisement that I write is know the problem and talk about the problem right up front. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I do the same thing. So whatever you stumbled into was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so, you know, you know, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, is, is that you don't pay for impressions on YouTube for people that skip the ad before the 30 second mark. So since you don't pay for those, you want to really go above and beyond to try to make sure that anyone that gets past that 30 second mark is uh, a highly qualified potential lead mm. um, because otherwise you're just wasting your money. So the, the, the way that you do that really is just qualifying people. I mean, Sometimes that I, I I will I will actually uh, have have ads say around the twenty second mark. Listen, if this isn't for you, if you're never going to be, uh, if you're never going to hire a marketing agency to run your solar ads for you, feel free to skip this ad. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and so so I do do that sometimes, but um, I uh, I think that the most powerful thing is is just what you said. I mean, calling out the avatar. Because anyone that's typing in these keywords, if they're not, if they don't own a solar company or they're not the decision maker in a solar company, it's it's very it's very likely that that they're not, they're just not gonna they're, they're gonna be a waste. You know they're they're not gonna they're not gonna watch the rest of your video. Um, right. So you've given them the opportunity to skip it with the with with an in stream ad. Yeah, um, and so that's great. I mean, it's it's perfect. And actually, I'd, I'd love to, I mean, if we have some time, I'd love to talk into the, the whole structure of an ad as well. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But just to tack on to what you just said, um, you know, I, I I think I use just slightly different terms. I, I Instead of calling it a qualifier, there's a separate section that I call the disqualifier. Um, you know, the disqualifier is basically um, where I where I lay it out. It's kind of more plain terms. And you'll see probably about three-fourths down um, through my ad, I say something to the effect of, you know, look, here's the deal. 
I know there's basically a, you know, I know you're excited. You love this opportunity. I just pitched it to you. You're probably, you know, you're probably really excited, but here's the deal. Um, you know, I, I only work with people who have um, a certain number of people or a certain number of leads that they want to have. Um, I have people that I need people that are action takers, you know, things like that, that just kind of let people know because, um, you, you know, you're going to get a lot of tire kickers. So you want people who are really committed. So you kind of almost want to push them to the edge of, of, you know, either fully committing or, or not committing at all. Um, so you, you really want to push in the ad saying, you know, if you're really interested in this, then let's talk, you know, if not, then just, you know, as you said, use the skip ad, um, copy and say, Hey, just, just skip this. Um, so it's what I call the, the disqualifier. You know, if, if you're really just kicking tires, um, this won't be worthwhile for you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting because, you know, I'm, I, I assume that, you know, I mean, you're, you're I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's somewhat similar to a high ticket product, right? I mean, you, you don't want to be taking sales calls from folks that never have, that, that are never really going to end up being a customer of yours. And right. so, I mean, one of the great things with YouTube is folks are coming in pretty qualified already. Those are the people that you're bringing into your funnel because they're much more intent based because you're, because of your tar- because of your targeting, but um, to be able to qualify them and disqualify them in your copy, it just adds that extra layer. Um, and so, you know, if you're seeing people connect with that, you can have really, really good results. That's great. Um, yeah. So uh, let's just get into that a little bit more because we're talking about creative. Tell me a little bit more about that. So you're qualifying them, and I believe. Tell me a little bit more about the funnel because this is something we talk about this show. We 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 talk about on this show a lot is what the funnel needs to look like on YouTube to be successful, where you can meet people on YouTube where they are. So very often we will talk about, uh, for example, how you, you actually need to, to 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 always teach it a little bit more. Um, Let's put it this way. Webinars work extremely well on YouTube because people are going to YouTube to learn. So you have to think about the reasons that people go to YouTube. They're going to learn, do, buy stuff, right? And they're doing that um, not necessarily looking to become a lead, whatever it is. It's a, it's similar on Facebook, although you get, you get more intent on YouTube because you're getting the better audience. Uh, but where you send them is so important. So... Um, for for example, um, it's always hard to to say that. Uh, for example, on Facebook, you might send someone to just like, "Hey, book a call with me," and you might send them to a landing page that says, "Book a call." But sometimes that's pretty tough on YouTube. Um, and but were, were you running a case study funnel? Is that what it was? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I can describe all that out. Um, yeah, please do. Okay, yeah. So that, so that's the great thing about uh, YouTube is. The fact that it's in, intent based, um, you know, when it comes to Facebook, and, and you can still have great success uh, in terms of a funnel uh, where it's just where it's just an ad saying, "Hey, schedule a call." Um, it can work, but with Facebook, um, there's no intention behind it, so you have it's a little bit tougher. So you almost have to build a little bit longer funnel inside of Facebook because you need to kind of warm them up to the idea of of your product or service. And then you've got to warm up to the idea of you. Like there's a lot of things you've got to warm, you know, these people onto with Facebook, but with YouTube, 
you know, it's intent-based. They're already on a mission. They're already looking for your product service or at least a solution that your product or service could solve. So, you know, in terms of funnel, um, everything that I ran was, was a case study. So, you know, obviously a case study is um, a past success that I had with another client. And literally the, the advertisement, um, I talked about the exact results that I brought. Um, you know, and it was a, a, a short ad, obviously, on, on YouTube. And it was, it was just describing, here's how many leads I got. Uh, here's how much they spent. Things like that. And the more detail you can go into it, um, A, you can kind of show your expertise, which is some of what I was going to talk about, which is credibility, um, you know, being able to talk about uh, things that the majority of people can't talk about if they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, so having that credibility in there. But yeah, in terms of the funnel, the, the overall structure, uh, it was an ad talking about the case study of what I did for a solar client. And basically what I said near the very end, I said, hey, I've got this funnel. Um, I've got this structure. I know the ads. We've honed it down to something that's um, that's just working so effectively. I want to bring this this funnel and this knowledge that we have to other solar companies. So I pitched it that way. So it didn't sound as much like a sales pitch as much as a, look, we found great success here and we want to share it with other companies. You know, we want to bring you in. And instead of you having to learn all of these things, uh, instead of us having to test and spend all this money to get you success, you can start, you, you can hit the ground running with what we have. So that's how I positioned it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. And okay. so the, the, the offer in the ad, though, was not to necessarily become a lead. The offer in the ad was to go watch a case study, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the call, yeah, the call to action was, um, you know, click on this link on, on, the, on my website. I have a detailed description of how exactly we built out this funnel and how we got it profitable. So that's, that's the pitch is to check out this case study, right? Uh, so it was very low barrier to entry. It wasn't, I'm not asking you for a call right there. Um, I do that on the landing page. So um, yeah, it, make, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's all about the offer. I mean, how the, how the offer is going to resonate. Did you capture their email too? Or did you, just, did you just send them right to the video and just let them watch it if they clicked? As if it was a landing page. Right. So, so it's a very common thing where people um, ha have a form up front and they say, hey, you know, to get your case study, you know, give us your name and email. Um, I, I'm actually more of a fan of not doing that. Um, you know, giving people a little bit more value up front um, builds a little bit more, a little bit more trust. Um, also, a lot more people are more likely to, to fill it out, um, you know, whenever you have it later on. So basically, they click on the ad, they go to my landing page. The landing page contains a, a video where I talk through the whole case study. I, I show a video screen recording of my the, this client's ad account. Um, I walk them through and I explain this is why we did this and why we did that. So I literally describe out every detail. And by doing that, it just gives so much credibility to what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, so on that landing page, after they watch the video, further below, there's more details talking about the pain points of solar companies, you know, going door to door or scaling if you have a marketing company or a marketing strategy in place. Uh, and it just kind of details out the, some of the major objections most people have. Um, and from there, I have a form that says, hey, um, you know, schedule a call with me. You know, if you like what you saw, and obviously at that point, they already have the credibility. They're kind of warmed up. They're like, man, if I could produce as many leads as this guy did, um, I'd be flying. 
So, so that's the structure of how that works. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, to, to be honest, I've experimented with both. I love email marketing so much that I have a hard time sometimes <laughs> getting away from capturing the email right away because I just get to put them in such a sequence, you know, where, where I can, I can, I can market to them over the course of a long time, whether they become a lead or not. But the thing is, and, and I guess this is an important reminder for, for me and everybody, the, you, you have to really think about what the attribution window is for your specific avatar. Um, and for, for agency lead generation, I mean, you may only be, I mean, s- certainly you're going to be able to get some people by email if you really went hard and you cracked a funnel where you were able to gather an email and put them into a great sequence. Yep. But um, if you're able to just give them that value and get it, I mean, you may just end up finding you get cheaper, you get cheaper leads with specifically an agency funnel like this. Whereas, uh, whereas, uh, if you're, if, if you're an online coach or something, which is what we often work with and which is why almost all the YouTube clients that I work with, we're doing some sort of lead generation where we're capturing an email on the first step because we're putting them into a sequence because we don't expect the attribution window on the product to be super, super short, right? It's going to be sometimes longer and we want to make sure we can market to these people over time. And we're sending them to something like a webinar, which is way more than a case study. It's like spend an hour with me, you know, and I have to, you know, it's going to take time. It's like an $8,000 program or something, uh, online program. We're just like trying to continue to provide them value over email. But yeah, it's a very good reminder. Um, and, you know, honestly, you could just you could also just even send them to another YouTube video even. Uh, but of course, if you put it on a landing page, you get it, you get the you get the chance to uh, to pixel them. So that's uh, that's that's very, very helpful. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly what you said is, is spot on. And the the methodologies of, you know, something simple like what you're just what we're talking about is you know, putting the, the form ahead of time or, or later, that's where the nuances of having an expertise in an industry is very important. Um, you know, the way, the way I look at it is, um, my theory is um, get as many micro commitments as you can possible, because by the end of all those micro commitments, you'll have a big commitment uh, because people are more vested as they make a commitment. So uh, the, the question really is, you know, it depends on what industry you're dealing with and what your offer is. Um, you know, see the way I think that it works best for my specific industry is, um, is pushing that the form a little bit later and getting them to commit to click on the landing page, um, and having them consume some of my information, um, is important, uh, before they're actually interested. Um, but other industries, uh, it may be just such a low, uh, barrier for them, for people to fill it out, because they know that they're going to get real value out of an email, um, then then that makes sense. So yeah, it's, it's all about knowing the nuances of each industry. And I'm, I'm glad you pointed out that out. No, I love it. I love it. It's great. I mean, you always have to think through the funnel. I mean, we talked about this before. I mean, uh, recently, uh, a few weeks back, I don't even remember what it was now, um, you know, when we talked to uh, Shash Singh, who runs millions of dollars worth of uh, YouTube ads on info products and courses. Um, you know, he's, he, he often says he's the first one to say at the end of the day, if the funnel doesn't work, there's not a lot I can do. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I can send all the qualified traffic in the world to a bad funnel and it's still not going to make anybody any money. So I think really thinking through what exactly the customer journey is going to be after that ad is is super important, right? Exactly. So so as far as the targeting goes, now I, I know you were just dipping your toes in it. Uh, and, and, and we all know that there's, there's a bunch of different ways to target on YouTube, right? So you can target by placements where you're putting your ad in front of very specific YouTube videos. I mean, often you'll choose hundreds, but you get to choose exactly which monetized videos they go in front of. You can use keywords. Um, for, for YouTube, it's just broad keywords, uh, that that are specific to YouTube, and you can use different types of software to scrape that data, but it's nowhere near as in-depth as the kind of data that you can often get using something like Google Keyword Planner for Google. YouTube is still... Uh, in fact, I was talking with a friend the other day, and we were just saying... Uh, or no, I, I think it was another podcast that I was, I was recording the other day, and, we, and uh, we, we were talking about it's just a matter of time until Google actually finally rolls out their own YouTube keyword tool, because... We're all just sort of muddling around over here, trying to scrape the data from uh, from the autocomplete feature in YouTube. Uh, but uh, and then there's of course audiences that generates from all of Google's big data, pulls in in market audiences. You can make custom intent audiences, custom affinity audiences, which are basically like uh, they're basically interest based audiences, very similar to what you would see on YouTube and you can or on Facebook, and you can sort of create those. Uh, but you just decided to go right to keywords, right? A- any reason for that? It is because because you had you had experience in Google, and you just said this is intent based marketing. Let's just go right to keywords. Yeah. So um, so I I had run uh, Google AdWords now Google Ads um, way back in the day, um, back in the day as in probably five six years ago, which is you know, a whole different era in terms of YouTube. <laughs> um, sure. So, uh, yeah, so I, I came from that that background of knowing how the keywords are set up. Um, so, and, and, you know, honestly, Matt, I was, I was looking for um, what's the least amount of time I can spend on something just to see if it works. And, <laughs> and so what my goal was is I went very, uh, very specific. Um, I didn't do, uh, I did a, a few broad match, I believe, um, but everything else was, um, either exact match or, or phrase match. Um, I'm not sure if we, if you talk about that a lot and what that means, but, uh, you know, well, yeah, we, well, well, we, uh, we do because it doesn't really exist on YouTube. I mean, there is only broad match on YouTube because you can't, because it's, because keywords are actually like a, a keyword on YouTube is really, um, it's a mix between a video topic and a search term. It's kind of like if those two things had a baby, you'd come up with what a actual YouTube keyword is. Uh, so it's, it doesn't directly reflect what people are searching for. Exa- like this is exactly what they're typing. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Um, which, which is not to say not that if, if you went inside of uh, Google Ads Manager and put brackets around your keywords, it wouldn't necessarily work. It would just be pulling broad match data from from YouTube anyway. Mm-hmm. But it, but you, you can also get specific at the same time. You know, I mean, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's something we often talk about. But I think mostly we talk about how keywords on YouTube are a little bit of a black box. I mean, there's data and there's tools and we all use them. Uh, but it's a bit of a black box. You you just don't have the sort of data that you have on Google, mm. you know? Interesting. Yeah. Well, um, 
so with that, what I in terms of the keywords like length, I made it as very long as possible. You know, my, my goal was to get um, just a, a, a small search volume. It's, it's kind of a strange strategy, but uh, my goal was to go small search volume that it was super specific. Um, so it was there were very long keywords, in other words, um, just to, to try to narrow down as much as possible. So that, that's how I did that. Which uh, so so what did you see working the best when you were comparing your keywords to each other? Were were you seeing even distribution? Were some spending out more than others, uh, producing more than others? Yes, um, actually, I just um, I just pulled it up here. And I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, there's a wide distribution. I have um, actually a lot more keywords than I thought. I have probably about twenty keywords, and um, about four of them fed out more than any others. Um, you know, I, I messed around with stuff like uh, buy solar appointments was a, an example of a keyword. Um, that one turned out really well. Um, and then I had some that were uh, a little bit shorter. They didn't feed out almost, let's see, I have like zero, zero impressions on some of them. So, you know, I, I think it's the way I did it as well was was try to get as, as vastly different types of keywords, you know, to kind of get different uh, searches. Um, so one talks about appointments, uh, another one talks about leads, another one talks about online appointment leads, uh, another's installation, you know, so they're different kind of keywords that I plugged in there, but yeah, there's, there was only about, you know, four or five different keywords that actually, you know, truly fed out and produce something. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you can just roll, continue to roll out those keywords, right. For a very long period of time. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's when it's another one of the great things about YouTube is that you don't get audience fatigue nearly as easily. I mean, it certainly does happen, but, uh, for the most part, you, you don't run out of audience a lot because it's sort of a new group of people searching for this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, which, which is really awesome. Um, Awesome. So James, tell us a little bit more about where we can find out a little bit more about your agency. Uh, yeah. So you can visit me at my, uh, my website is uh, brightideamarketing.com. Um, on Facebook also is Bright Idea Marketing. Um, I post stuff up there about um, you know how to best advertise, how to position yourself. Um, I also talk about different copywriting tips. Um, you know, I, I think there's just a there's a, a few major um, pillars of, of a successful campaign. Audience is one of them, which, you know, that's dependent on the platform. So that's why YouTube is so great. Um, you know, having the right copy and the right persona um, and then having the right creative. And if you can get those three down, um, you have a, a great chance of actually having successful campaigns. Um, so those are kind of the three areas that I, I focus on on my Facebook page. That's awesome. And I, I think you've given a lot of us something to think about. I know that there's a lot of marketers in the audience that are trying to look at, as we all are, trying to find different ways to market our own services B2B in a way that is actually effective. Because uh, sometimes these days, particularly on Facebook, it sounds like you're shouting in a crowd. Whereas on YouTube, you could definitely stick out a little bit more. But then how do you find the right folks? And uh, this is extremely extremely useful. Thank you so much, James. And you've certainly given me a lot to think about too, because I personally, I'm going to cop through it right now. I have rolled out agency funnels on YouTube and I have never gotten it to work. Not yet. Hmm. Um, But I've always gated it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so maybe, so maybe, maybe I will just reduce friction. Maybe I'll roll out a test where I reduce some friction and I just start, I just start sending people directly to the video and just start letting them get a little bit of value there. And I'll just release my need to email market them to death. <laughs> that will be, I'll just, I'll just try to release that need. I, I, I love email marketing. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. A lot for people to think about. And I, I would recommend to everybody out there, if this is something you've thought about doing, uh, I think the barrier to entry to YouTube advertising is actually uh, a little bit lower than you think it is. Um, and I think that James proved that here today. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, you didn't spend 500 to a thousand dollars or $10,000 shooting ad creative for this, right? Nope. You found a video that did the things that you needed it to do, spoke to the right people and, and then rolled it out uh, in a keyword campaign and it just sort of started producing. And, you know, it doesn't always work that fast, of course, for people. And it really depends on your industry. The more niched you are, the better, of course. Uh, but it's, a, it's, it's just a sort, sort, sort of a reminder that you should start experimenting with this stuff. And you also get much more bang for your buck on YouTube. I mean, you, you could easily roll out a $10 a day test and know where you stand after a couple of days. So it's definitely worth... Uh, Worth, worth giving it a shot. And James has given us a lot to think about. Thanks so much for being here, James. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me. You got it. And thank you all so much for being here once again. And uh, if you want to find out more about us, we're at guidesocialglobal.com. And if you want to hit me up, I'm Matt at guidesocialglobal.com. Please subscribe to this sucker if you like it. Give us a review if you like it. That would be even better. And uh, hope to talk to you all soon.